Welcome to the Financial Dads Podcast with Paul Fagan and Jody Fisher. This is the podcast for all dads who want to succeed with life's topics, especially related to family and finances. Now here's my dad, Paul Fagan. Hey Jody, how you doing today? Hello Paul, how are you? I'm doing fantastic, as always. Uh, today's topic uh, is an interesting one. It's wills and estate planning. Making sure that your affairs are in order and your family is protected. Um, it's our job as dads to take care of these things with the moms, of course. And uh, we want to talk about the options that you have in front of you in taking care of these vital things in your life. Uh, but first, let's talk about some news we saw this week. Okay, the first story, um, Jody, that I think we picked was um, it's in the Pace Cole, uh, Echo Daily Free Press. So we, we keep finding more and more obscure sites to find our news stories on but i thought this was a good one stress might be report stress might be killing your finances um this was interesting um i think i love the the spirit of the article um where you know we have a lot of different stresses in our lives and finances is a huge one and it talks about how to alleviate some of that financial stress by um you know, making sure you know where your money's going, creating an effective plan, um, all the things that we've talked about on this podcast in the past that I got to be honest with you, when it comes to money and stress, I, 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 don't, I don't know why, but we, me and my wife, we don't have that stress level. And I, probably that's because the mortgage is done. We've talked about that over and over again on this podcast. But I do have to say that that was a big chunk of our finances that were going out the door every month. And having that carved out and not having to do that was a big stress reliever. Jody, what was your take on this uh, article from the Echo Daily Free Press? Yeah, I think this was actually a Motley Fool article that got picked up by this local paper. Uh, and it's a good one, too. You should check it out. It's a quick read. Um, they they run through a couple things talking about, you know, stress and how it can put your finances, finances in jeopardy. Um, but it comes back to basically having a plan. And making sure that you execute that plan um, to keep your arms tightly wrapped around what your bank account is doing. And um, that's what we kind of talk about all the time. I mean, I'll go back to, to my core rule, with is being intentional with your money. Making sure that you are telling your money what to do every week when you get a paycheck before you run out and spend it on whatever fun thing you want to spend it on. First, make sure that you're paying your bills, you're setting some money aside, and, and, and then you're carving out what you can carve out to have that fun you want to have. And if there's no money to carve that out, well, well got to wait till next week. Being intentional with your money um, will definitely help you um, fight the stress that might otherwise be in your life, or at least it will help you fight the financial stress. And then you can stress about all the other things that don't have to do with your finances. That's true. Uh, kids and house and home repairs and everything else that comes with it. So <laughs> exactly. there's a lot of different uh, stresses out there. Don't Try not to let finances be one of them and, and try to get your life in order financially so you could alleviate that stress even for a little bit. Um, the next story that we're going to jump to was in the Montana Standard. Uh, nine proven ways to boost your retirement income. And the reason why I picked this story is because I think there are parts of this article that are extremely dangerous. Let me let me say that again. Some parts of this article I found to be extremely dangerous. Um, and, and that was borrowing against your life insurance oh, and annuities and reverse mortgages. This thing was riddled with bad products, uh, to me anyway. Uh, sometimes an annuity could be a decent move in some cases, 
But for the most part, annuities, reverse mortgages, whole life insurance, we've talked about these things in the past. Please stay away. Uh, what was your take? There were some parts of the article that were kind of, um, I thought were good. Uh, work longer, retire later. That's that's the trend nowadays in, in the new economy. A lot of uh, people in their 60s and 70s will be Ubering uh, for a very long time. Uh, you know, move to a lower cost home and region. Um, I've talked about this, um, I think, in the past on retirement episodes, and I'm a big believer in that. Take your money and run from the from the high uh, cost areas and go to a lower cost area and live. Um, but when we talk about annuities and the article starts talking about um, these other pieces, um, I have to run. Uh, they do talk about dividend paying stocks. If you like to play the stock market, that could be good, but you're better off going into some sort of uh, ETF or a uh, mutual fund for that. So I know I'm all over the place with this article, but like I said, my, my messaging here is do not get whole life insurance. Do not get annuities unless you unless there's a real reason why you need them and stay away from reverse mortgages. What was your take on this article, Jody? Fully agreed. And I think my uh, lesson here is what I practice with my fan finances is don't engage in behavior that you don't fully understand. Um, you know, it's easy to sit here and it sounds great about, oh, invest in an annuity or play the stock market. But if you don't know what you're doing when you get into those things, you're going to lose your shirt. You will lose, guaranteed. Um, so but, but there are other pieces of this, uh, like you said, Paul, you know, work longer, retire later. I, I have a feeling that a lot of people our age are going to be doing that anyway. Um, you know, and obviously using time as your friend to set aside money into a, whether it's a retirement account or it's just a flat out savings account, you know, using time to also, you know, pay down debts effectively or um, or pay for things that you, you know, recurring expenses in cash, um, making sure that you that you figure all that whole budget out um, and that you've got your arms tightly wrapped around your finances. But yeah, I agree with you. I mean, this the number four in here, set up pension-like income via annuities. Unless you know what you're doing there, you're going to get hosed. Absolutely. I mean, when it comes to individual stocks, our financial superhero could probably play them all day, knows what he's doing. Um, me, always a loser. It's like going to Vegas uh, to me, and I just don't have that trust in my ability to pick individual stocks. Um, I'm always the guy who uh, says, oh, I should have invested in that. Yeah, yeah, I should have. Well, it's easy to look at it in the rearview mirror and say, should have done that. I mean, we all should have bought Google and Apple and everything else 25 years ago, <laughs> right? Yep, absolutely. 25 years ago, you didn't know, and you, you can do the same thing for today. You look at any kind of company or stock today, um, you know, and it, you mentioned the word Tesla, um, and you got people who are fanboys who will love it. Like me, I think it's a great company and I'm a big fan of Elon Musk just because I like his spirit, um, uh, you know, and pushing boundaries and things like that. But, um, you know, should we buy Tesla stock? I don't know. You got, you got some people who would say that this thing is going to tank. Uh, some people, uh, I've been saying for the last two years that the thing was going to tank because it wasn't making any money. And if you pick up the paper this morning, Tesla's doing great. <laughs> Elon Musk, I think, just made himself another couple billion dollars this week <laughs> buying back stock or doing something <laughs> like that. I got to read the full article. But, you know, it's, who knows? Every, everybody everybody thinks they're a genius looking in the rearview mirror. But it, 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 it takes a lot more. There's a lot more risk involved when you're looking forward. And I think that the, the best plan that most people can apply – is to just make sure that they understand what they're getting involved in. And if you don't get it completely, 
just stay away from it. I mean, make your life simple. Right? Just make your life simple. I couldn't agree more. Very cool. So with that, we'll wrap up our, our news stories for the week and on to our weekly topic, uh, wills and estate planning, making sure that your affairs are in order and your family's protected. So my current situation, Jody, when it comes to uh, wills and estate planning, um, I wouldn't call it a state. That's a pretty big, broad word. I don't think I have an estate. It's more of I have my wills. I have my health proxies. I have certain paperwork that I put into place, and I put it in place uh, when my son was born. Uh, so this was going back to 04. So he was born in April. I think the wills were done May. I think I got them done. I, I went back to my attorney who helped us close on the house where I am. And I was trusted him. And he sat down with us. And he spent quite a bit of time going through the process, uh, walking us through um, different aspects. And, and he I never forget, he usually uses the airplane example because it's the easiest to explain. And he would walk through and ask us a series of questions to say, okay, one of you is in the plane, you know, what happens to your stuff, right? Uh, both of you are in the plane, what happens to your stuff? The whole family's in the plane, what happens to your stuff, right? Very down to earth, very matter of fact. He had the legal pad out, pen in hand, and asked all the key questions um, and really interviewed us to see what we wanted. Um, do we want anything special happening with the monies, uh, trusts for the kids? There were so many aspects that I didn't think about. I walked in just saying, I need a will. Walked out with an entire state plan, entire state plan. Uh, do not resuscitate paperwork, healthcare proxies, um, power of attorneys, uh, the wills themselves, all kinds of different paperwork. And I went in, and to be honest with you, I think at the time it uh, wasn't as expensive as I thought. I spent a few hours with him. He worked up all the paperwork, went through it with us for an hour. Uh, maybe a week later, he made a few changes, and then we went back for signature. Um, well worth it. Uh, if you own anything in your life, it's well worth it to protect yourself with a will. So for me, that's where I am with it, and our wills are sitting in a secure place, um, so, and everyone knows where they are. So if they need to grab them, uh, in the event of an emergency, uh, we have the right people in place to, that knows where the paperwork is. Um, and every once in a while we review them, uh, my wife and I, to make sure they're still in order and they still apply. As you go through life, changes will happen. My son is now 15. He'll be 16 shortly. At some point, the wills will change because um, the kids will be, you know, in college, right? And then you don't need to worry about who's going to take your kids in the event of you passing or one of you passing, you know, that kind of thing. So there's a lot of things to think about. So um, once again, I went in thinking I needed a simple will, who gets my stuff, and it turned out to be in a complete estate planning session with a complete package of materials that should get me through um, or get my family through. Uh, end of life uh, for me, or collectively, uh, we'll see. I know this is a this is a very uh, morbid topic, but a very necessary one. So, Jody, I'll hand it off to you. What what's your take when it comes to uh, wills and estate planning? Well, it's funny you you say that this is a morbid topic, but my personal view is that it's not a morbid topic because reality check, folks, we're all going to die someday, right? It's just reality. Now, you don't want to think about dying before you're ready, and I guess no one's really ever ready to die. But the idea is it's going to happen. So get yourself ready for this thing you know is going to happen um, and make sure 
it's really not making sure you're ready, but making sure everybody else is ready, right? Because mm-hmm. you're going to go and your problems are over. But if you leave behind this wreck in your wake that people have to figure out after you're gone, um, that you're creating problems for people you love and you can't do that, right? So you got to get this stuff in order. All that said to say, I don't have a will <laughs> and I don't have, I don't have an estate plan. And Paul, I'm, I'm very impressed with everything that you have. I got to get that stuff in order. It's been far too long. You know, my son is 10 years old and, um, we, 10 years ago we looked at each other and said, we got to get this thing. And the clock is still ticking. Um, uh, you're, uh, it's great to hear that you've done all that, Paul. And I want to get some offline advice from you on what you did and how you did it, because, um, we have to get the same thing in place. And not just the will that takes care of all the stuff, like you said, after I'm gone or my wife is gone or we're both gone at the same time. But, um, what goes on in all those other gray areas, right? And, um, there's a lot that's been written and you can Google to your heart's content about wills and estates and living trusts and things like that. Um, you know, there's this, uh, there's this term that's been used over the last uh, few generations about having an executor of your will. I work with a client um, that's in the financial industry, and um, one of the products that they sell is uh, this very thing, this, this estate planning stuff. And um, they told me just this past week that that executor term has moved out of the vernacular, and it's now referred to as either a trustee or personal representative. So you might hear that phrase float around as you're doing your online research. Um, But um, just jumping into a a Forbes article that we found here, wills versus trusts, what's best for retirees, but I guess you could apply this to to just about anybody in in the broad strokes. Um, You know, if, if you put all your assets, and your assets are you know, your home, any kind of accounts you have, anything of value, basically, um, your cash, your property, um, you can put that into a trust and, and hold that for the benefit of a third party. And then you appoint a trustee to oversee the management of that trust. And going back to my client, they were talking about how having a corporate trustee as opposed to appointing a family member or, you know, an adult child or, you know, there's that classic movie situation where like somebody dies and everybody gathers around the lawyer's desk to listen to the reading of the will. And I don't, uh, what they tell me is that doesn't happen anymore. Mm. (laughs) That's just ridiculous. Um, it's, it's sort of like this, this old movie, um, uh, scene that is just, just doesn't, doesn't exist anymore. And you, you have these either personal trust, personal representatives or corporate trustees to oversee and execute all of the, uh, wishes of the person whose estate this is. Um, and, and Paul, I, I, I Good joke there, but we all have an estate. It just matters of how big it is, right? Some, <laughs> Absolutely. Some people's estates are bigger than others. Um, but I think you, the just to just to you know round out what I'm talking about here, um, you got to get this stuff done. You got to get it lined up, and and it's really about taking care of the people you will leave behind, uh, and making sure that their lives are as easy as possible, not just with the assets you will leave behind, but with the instructions you will leave behind to take care of them. Cause that's what you want to do is you want to take care of them. That's as dads, that's, that's why we're here, right? We're here to make sure that the people we love are taken care of. Absolutely. And, and as you were talking, a lot of things hit, I guess I'm behind the times on some of these vernacular, um, and some of these new procedures. I, I still have a, 
uh, an executor that would manage the estate. Um, we had to figure out who would handle the money if me and my wife were both gone for our kids. When would they get the money? Uh, how would they pay for college? There's so many things that the attorney brought up. So I'm going to jump around a bit. But before I jump into the different topics, I'm reminded of that movie Greedy. Is that the one I'm thinking of? Um, great movie where it talks about people fighting over the will and, 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 and the estate. And, and I think that hopefully the will and the estate planning will alleviate some of that. It won't alleviate all of that. I've witnessed other families. I've witnessed it in my family. I've witnessed weirdness when it comes to people passing and things happen unexpectedly. Um, and I had a manager um, who, when my father passed away, um, he was very good to me and a dear friend of mine. And he, I called him and he said, Paul, I got it. We'll handle everything here at the office. But uh, a couple of things. He goes, one, get 12 copies of the death certificate. I was like, oh, okay. Like I didn't know what he was talking about until it happened. <laughs> and then we, we wound up getting a bunch of them because you need them for the insurance company, all kinds of different things. Um, and, and the other thing was, he said, let everyone have whatever they want. Nothing is worth fighting over. And it was a very interesting, uh, very interesting point. Um, and, and I have to say that he was very wise in his words. Um, so I'm going to jump into the different topics and we'll just kind of go through the discussion topics. One is um, attorney, right? Get yourself a really good attorney that you're comfortable with. We talk about getting a good accountant getting good doctors, getting good financial planners, getting a good real estate agent. An attorney is no different. Whether it's you're buying a piece of real estate or doing your wills and estate planning, get a good attorney that specializes or has a some sort of specialty in wills and estate planning. What's your take on the attorney uh, piece of this, Jody? Yeah, full, fully agreed. You got to get someone who knows what they're doing. And I love hearing about the advice that that attorney gave you. Um, Paul, it, you know, let let people have what they want. It, it really is not worth fighting over. I feel the same way about, you know, loaning people money. I never loan people money. I just give it to them. And if they want to give it back to me, that's fine. Um, money is <laughs> the root of so many problems in our society, I think. It's uh, and the root of so many problems in relationships. Um, and that's part of what uh, I had been talking with my client about in terms of uh, you know their advice to consumers to appoint a corporate a tr corporate a trustee, um, you know now it sounds like they're trying to drum up business for themselves and you know perhaps they are, but um, the argument is you know money makes people nuts, and when you, when a family member when one family member is picked as the trustee or the executor of the estate, and they start doing things, people inevitably think they're getting screwed out of something. They make up some drama in their head or, you know, they pretend that that person is more loved than the other person was or the brother, or the sister, or the cousin. And, it's, you know, it's it's no wonder that all these, there are all these movies and TV dramas about people fighting over estates that are left after somebody dies. Um, and so I think picking number one, just being you know, generally generous or, or non-confrontational about particular assets, you know, especially if somebody wants grandma's old cooking pan, fine, take the cooking pan, you know, or whatever that thing is, uh, or jewelry. I mean, unless, you, unless it's like you were talking about the hope diamond here, you know, a diamond ring is not a big deal in the grand scheme of things. I don't think, uh, at least it wouldn't be for me. Um, but getting a corporate trustee, getting an independent third party, 
to take care of this stuff who not only can do it sort of independently um, and, and with a clear conscience, but can also tap the expertise of other professionals. Paul, like you said, accountants, lawyers. Um, if you're talking about living wills and instructions for people who maybe are medically incapacitated but still alive, um, you know, maybe it's picking out uh, healthcare facilities, nursing homes, rehabs, um, you know, you name it. There's all this kind of stuff that can crop up out of nowhere that that only the people who really work in this industry can foresee, and even they probably can't foresee everything all the time. Um, having that that well of experience um, to help you navigate this territory, I think is really, really important. It goes back to what we talked about in the news section of, you know, don't try to do this stuff yourself if you don't understand it. Get the help of someone who does. Yeah, it's very interesting. You hit upon a couple of things there. There's a, there's a, and I guess there's a, someone wrote something a while ago, and I remember now that you were starting to talk about it. It was a, I think it's a book now. I'm going to post the YouTube video uh, from the University of Minnesota uh, that they had posted, and it's called "Who Gets Grandma's Yellow Pie Plate?" <laughs> and, and and it really is true uh, to everything you said. So you really have to. I, I like the idea of having someone who's impartial that could split the assets evenly. Um, I've gone so far as to I have in our paperwork a personal note to both our kids um, to say split everything evenly down the middle. Uh, you know, and, and and I don't want to hear. I well, actually, I'm not going to hear. But <laughs> well, here's the, well, that's the funny thing. We're not going to hear a thing, and so that's not going to hear a thing, about, right? This is this is instructions to make everybody else's life easier. So then they can read what's on the piece of paper, um, and just do that thing. And that's a legally binding document, too, or at least it should be. So they can't make up their own rules on that. That's just you exit. You do that thing that it says on the piece of paper, and that's it. Yep, and we could get into a lot of nuances here. There, there's so I think there's probably ten podcasts here on the individual topics. But uh, in my note, you know, so I have my official will. We have our estate. We, have, you know, our our our, doc, our paperwork that's official with the attorney. But I have some personal notes that are in there um, to kind of say, listen, I when I pass away, I want to be, you know, I want to be handled this way or. Um, when it comes to splitting everything, please, kids, split everything down the middle. Don't fight over anything. Just a personal note. So it's additive to our paperwork um, just to kind of set the tone. Uh, and hopefully it works. But the, the key here is, and you said it, uh, well, the way I've heard it before is you can't control your estate from the grave. right? So you have to get everything done ahead of time in order to make sure that your affairs are in as best order as you can and you can leave this earth with a, with a good conscience that you did everything you can to keep everybody from going crazy when you're gone, right? And so I think that's key. Um, you know, so I'm going to jump to another topic here uh, where, you know, we're talking about who, who gets the kids. That's an interesting one. I won't go too deep into that topic other than you really have to think about it, sit with your spouse, because I would bet that you may not be on the same page with who's going to get your kids. Maybe you are, but I would have a sit down in a quiet place. Don't do it in front of the kids. <laughs> they might get scared, um, but do it offline uh, when the kids are sleeping or you're out to dinner. Take that time to really wrestle with who's going to manage your money, who's going to manage 
the kids, right? Who's going to get your kids, right? And I think that's a very important topic. Jody, what's your thought on that? Yeah, I think that may be uh, if when you have younger kids like mine are, um, that's probably the most important question you need to ask. And you need to do a lot of soul searching. Um, I don't think it can be as simple as, well, our best friends will take care of the kids. Or what if your best friends don't want the kids because they got kids of their own and their house is maxed out? Um, you know, you got to take into account a lot of those things. And it's a really, really important question to ask. And I would put it as the number one question to answer when you're dealing with all this stuff. Um, you know, my other just sort of philosophy on it is whenever if we were picking someone who would, you know, take kids if we were both gone, um, you want to make sure that you're giving all the resources that you can to take care of those kids. It's not like you're going to, you know, give give to give your two kids my, or my two kids to somebody and say, good luck with that, you know, and not have the money to help raise them. Um, that would be horrible. So yeah, I think most important question you can, you can work out, um, and talk about, cause you're right, Paul, you, there may be, uh, uh, distinct differences of opinion on, on who should get kids. Okay, Joey, I'm going to jump to another topic here. And that is, um, three pieces of information that I didn't really know too much about until I had them done. That's DNR paperwork, do not resuscitate. So what happens if you go into a vegetative state? Healthcare proxy, uh, which is tied to that, to figure out who's going to act on your behalf when it comes to your healthcare if you're incapacitated and can't do so. And durable power of attorney to take care of your financials in the event that something happens and you're incapacitated. So these probably are very important pieces of paperwork because this is not necessarily that you've passed. This is vital things to do while you're sick or while you're incapacitated and that incapacitation is that's the word may last forever right so these are three other pieces of paperwork you want to have in place and do it when you're doing your wills um and, and kind of talk through so jody what's your take when it comes to health care and, and 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 some of these uh, different pieces of paperwork that i cited yeah i haven't done any of this work like i said and it's really important that i get this done and i i think i'm gonna make a phone call on monday <laughs> to make sure that we get all this stuff done my personal philosophy about myself is if i get to a place where i am incapacitated or i'm you know in some kind of a state and the doctor can you know with 99 percent of surety go yeah he's not coming back do me a favor. Give me three days to come out of it and then dump me off the back of a boat and go have a party. Well, that <laughs> I mean, is – it's funny you say that. but Because you, I do not want to be anybody's drag anywhere. <laughs> absolutely. And the worst part could be and you, you, you know, where you're incapacitated, your body is fully incapacitated, but your mind isn't. And you can't relay to loved ones that – you know, uh, please, I want to go, right? <laughs> like whatever that right, is, right? right? So you really do want to have, and really think about it. Don't take it lightly. You really want to think about, okay, what happens in these scenarios? And a good attorney will walk you through these scenarios. Yeah, and I always think about it from the perspective of the other people, right? I always put myself in the other person's shoes. Okay, there I am lying in a bed, and my brain is fully functional, but my body is shot. It's gone, and it's not coming back, right? So... Am I really going to ask my wife and my family to bear, you know, all the burden, you know, emotional, financial, personal, you, you know, on, on down the line of maintaining me there in that bed 
indefinitely, that's BS. I don't want to do that to anybody. <laughs> so never mind me. I don't want to do that to them. Right. So I'm like, give, give me three days. Give me a shot. Give me <laughs> give me three days to come out of it. Otherwise, I'm done. Cash my check. Well, well, bad joke here. If God forbid something happens, I'll be able to go to your wife and give her this podcast. There you go. We have evidence now. <laughs> we have something for you right now. <laughs> I'll say, please listen to what he was saying when he was of sound mind. But oh, she's, uh, she's already heard this. She's of the same mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Uh, but yeah, it's funny. You mentioned that uh, you want to run out this week and, and start that process. I am guilty of not doing any updates to my current will. Um, I definitely sat there, I'm going to say shamefully two years ago, and thought of changes that I need to make, didn't execute them. I have them written down somewhere. I'm going to find that this week. So this was a good catalyst, cathartic podcast, because it's going to motivate me to update my current paperwork. It should motivate you to get your stuff done. Um, and, and I think it's going to be, you know, a, a good for all of us, including ourselves this week. So I think this will, this will be a jump start for both of us. Um, you, well, know, you know, Paul, it also, it also brings up a good point. I mean, and we talked last week about tax season, um, and it kind of brings up, uh, the analogy of, you know, when you turn your clocks, you also change the battery in your smoke alarm. I think it's a, probably a, a good habit to get into that when you get your taxes done, you should also revisit your will and your estate planning. They, yep. they kind of go hand in hand anyway. So it's, it's just a good way to sort of do an annual check in on it. Yep, that sounds good. Some people do it on their birthday. I don't know if that's really what you want to do on your birthday, but people do is set it to the birthday. You can set it to tax season. But yeah, it's good to review it at least once a year uh, to make sure everything is still in line. Um, you know, I think the last part and topic we want to talk about today, and we could keep going. There's so many subtopics to this, uh, but planning your exit party. Um, what happens when you pass physically? Do you want to go into a mausoleum? Uh, do you want to be cremated uh do you want a shrine built to you and you know i don't know like there's all kinds of different things that people want i think it's important to document it and write it down uh to to let people know what your final wishes are tactically at the end right so you know uh, right down to you want to be in a church you want a service you don't want a service um and it's good to write it down in your own handwriting you could type it out on a computer uh, but some of these notes, like my notes are all handwritten and it's with my paperwork and uh, it's with the, with the official legal paperwork. Um, I have these little notes that are with my legal paperwork that, you know, let people know what I want. So I think that's important. Uh, if you don't care, eh, you know, merely, I, you know, I, you may not care, but if you do care, make sure you jot that down as well. What's your take on that, Jody? My instructions uh, when well, you I said die. Them. Yeah. It, it, three, three words, cheap as possible <laughs> just please do not spend any money on getting rid of me <laughs> just do it do it the cheapest way you possibly can well i gotta say something funny about that <laughs> oh my god when my father passed i remember going to the funeral home and something stuck in my head years prior i went with my father and my mother to a service and there was a gentleman that was, um, you know, that we went to go pay our respects to. And I remember getting back in the car and my father, who's a big guy, he was telling my mother, he goes, do you see how they stuffed him in there? <laughs> he looks like he was just stuffed in there. 
And I'll never forget that. And when I got to the funeral home with my mother and my brother, I was sitting there, and that was one of the things that we had to pay extra for. My dad was a big guy, and I remember saying to the director and my mother, I said, I, I, you know, and I know he won't know, but maybe he will. And I said, his he did not want to be stuffed into like so get like that you they make bigger size boxes right so i know i'm getting real. this is like my when i talked about my toilet thing uh months ago <laughs> but like yeah. i remember distinctly i'm like dad does not want to be stuffed into a standard size like let's pay the extra and put him in a something where he looks like he's not stuffed in there you know and we all had a little bit of a laugh but it's true right and and so i think for us um i knew that that stuck in my head and he told us verbally so i remembered that so I know that's a weird thing, but anything you could think of that you want to make sure happens when you're gone, make sure you write it down. Make sure people know. Have that discussion. After you write these things down, have that discussion with your spouse. Go through all the paperwork and and, and uh, make sure that all your affairs are in order. So with that, I think we'll jump into the summary recap. And I think for me, if you have kids, you don't have kids, go get a will done. Get it done today. Do it online. Uh, write it out on a piece of paper and at least put it somewhere if you can't get to an attorney and just even if it's one page that you know that just talks about what you want in the event of you going but I would make it official go see an attorney and uh, update it periodically what were your takeaways from today Jody yeah I agree Uh, tap a professional here Um, there's so many ins and outs it's kind of like getting your taxes done I mean even if they're plain vanilla um, you, or you think they're plain vanilla, um, tap the, the resources of a professional in this area. There's so many nuances that you might not be aware of. You want to button all this stuff up, not for you, but for the people you're going to leave behind after you're gone, uh, and make it as easy as possible for them, because that's what we do as dads, as responsible dads, is we make things as good and as easy for the people we love in our lives, and, and this is no exception. That's well said. Well said. Well, Jody, I thoroughly enjoyed our discussion today, and I'm personally looking forward to the next one. Thanks, everyone, for downloading our podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at financialdads at gmail.com or check us out on Facebook. Just go to financialdads.com. So with that, this is Paul and Jody reminding you, managing finances can be stressful. But that's why the Financial Dads are here to help you plan for success. Have a good one, everybody. Be well and thank you.